Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. Coach Cass and I'm back and I'm so excited because today I have someone really special that I met on Clubhouse. You guys know I'm always in the club. So today I have Lissa DeHart who is from Seattle. Wow, we're in two totally different spectrums of uh, the country. But what's so beautiful is that Lissa shared a little bit of her story in Clubhouse and I had to know more. Lissa is a whole life coach to get your whole life together and we are just excited to have you here. So welcome, Lissa. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Coach Cass, I'm super excited to be here with you today. I love your energy. So happy to have you. So what intrigues me the most about you is that you shared that you went on 181 dates. What? I know. I was like driven. I was really driven. You know, it's sort of funny. I had... um I think like all of us, you know, we have this story of where we came from and where I came from did not really demonstrate this is what a healthy relationship looks like. And so I came out of that going into a lot of relationships that were pretty fairly unhealthy as a result of that. I went to graduate school and got my MSW and I didn't date at all. In fact, I, um, I really just took a hiatus. I'm like, I'm just going to go to graduate school and just focus here, be with my friends, study, blah, blah, blah. But when I got out of graduate school, I was like, okay, now I'm ready to kind of sort through what it is that I'm looking for in a relationship. And part of that journey was, and this is because I've been married for 23 years so long ago that people were writing, you know, personal ads in the back of their local rag magazine, right? You know, wow. Like, yeah. So I had my catchy little, you know, four or five sentence thing, you know, that um, to pique somebody's interest. And, and I just started dating and I was going on coffee dates. I was going on dates for after dinner or after work drinks or going to a, a dinner with somebody. And, and back then you, you had to call a number and then you listen to the recording and you decide whether or not you wanted to call them back or not. So wow. it was only with the ones that I was interested in calling back that I even had these. 101 interests. Oh my God. 181 yeah. interests. Oh yeah, my goodness. That's a lot of people. phone calls. Yeah. Did you get no, an assistant no. to help? Feel no, no, I didn't. No, I just used my extra time. Like, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm just sitting here on a couch anyway. So I'll just like, you know, listen to messages, call somebody, have a conversation. And I got really good at assessing pretty quickly, sort of like where I was when I was talking to this person, if it sounded like I was even interested in getting to know them. Mm -hmm. And it was a bit of a transition because at the beginning, I was like, please, somebody love me. Please, oh. well, is there somebody out there for me? I want to be loved. I want to be loved. I'm so lovable. I know there's somebody for me, like, like all the messaging that was mm -hmm. going on in my head. And one of the things that I realized through this process was I was, I was using an old pattern, which is the same mm -hmm. pattern I came out of childhood with, which was how do I perform to be good enough so that you'll love me, right? Like, Ooh. what do I need to do? Put myself into a little Pringle shape or whatever in order yeah. to fit what you were looking for. And what I had found with that particular pattern was I ended up in relationships with people who fell in love with who they thought I was because I was pretending to be what I thought they wanted. Ooh, that's not good at and all. It's a lot of 
it is a lot of work to keep that up when that's not who you really are, right? Mm -hmm. And so I I started playing with this idea as I, in graduate school. And so when I got out of graduate school, I decided to really, but well, let's do a research project here. We're going to go on, you know, and I think I probably went on like, I don't know, I went on 181 dates. There were like easily 500 people that I like wow okay of, though. tell me the craziest date you went on that you actually went on okay so one of the craziest dates that I actually went on was with a, a you know I was a lot younger so a young man um and we meet at the restaurant and there it, it was it was so interesting because he had described himself so completely differently. And this was different than today where you see a photo of somebody, but there's that shock, you know, like I wasn't like, I'm all that in a bag of chips. I was mm -hmm. like, I kind of look a little like this and this is what you can expect when I walk through the door. So you're not like, what? And I saw him and it was like, he was I want to say it felt like he was 40 years older than he looked like how he had described himself. Oh, no. He had not aged well. Um, and so it was just like, you know, it was like this Grandpa? sense of a little like that. It wasn't quite that bad, but it was a sense of like either a, not a real clear understanding yep. and self-awareness of him, mm -hmm. what he, how he presented himself, but also it was the sense of maybe I wouldn't like him if he had just mm. been honest about who he was. Oh. So I started paying attention to these sorts of things, right? Mm -hmm. Like where the discrepancies were, where words and actions were out of alignment. That and I paid too. a lot of attention <laughs> to that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so the trends, what did you see in the trends through the, through the dates? Was there anything that you saw that kind of was consistent through all of your dates? Like, Hmm. You know, honestly, when I met my husband, it was so funny. Mr. Lucky 181, we ended up. He was the last date. He was the last one. When I met him, I was like, I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to give this a whirl and see where this goes. And then it's just kept going and going and going. So wow, later, wait, wait, pause, pause. Let's, let's, let's wait, pause. There we go. 181. How did you keep up the strength? Because, you know, so many women get frustrated in the mm -hmm. dating process, right? So it may not look the same as what you went through, but it kind of does, right? Because it's the swiping and going through the people and the hundreds of folks and who do you talk to and the conversation. And you actually left your house. This was before Zoom. So you actually <laughs> left your house to yeah. meet these people in person, 181 people in person. So how did you keep the, the gumption to keep going? How did you do that? I think the engine going is a really good metaphor for what it had to be. To some degree, I was having fun with it. I made it into something I was enjoying and I was looking at it as an opportunity to meet people, not find the one. And I think that that's like, so I just took a lot of pressure off. And I would say to people, cause of course you had to have a phone call because you know, you had to have a phone call cause you just had a personal ad. And um, I would just say to them, look, I don't know if there's chemistry between you and I, and I don't believe that you can 
invent chemistry. So if there isn't any chemistry, no harm, no foul. Like you're not going to hurt my feelings. And I'm going to tell you, I will not like go on a second date if I'm not interested in you. And if you're not interested in me, that's fine too. So we would go to these dates with a lot less pressure Ooh. about them being the one. Definitely. And so I ended up being friends with some of these guys, even though I wasn't even a little bit interested in dating them. And, and I would say that a few of them, we ended up friends and they weren't interested in dating me. So there you go. Right. Are you still friends with them now? No. I mean, but that was like a long time ago, yeah. right? 20, 24, 25 years ago. And I, I don't know, I got busy in life and, you know, friendships, you have to keep rapport. You, keep, it moving, keep it moving. It's okay. We got to clear the cobwebs. So now back. <laughs> Back to date number 181. Can yeah. you remember what made you even go on the date? I know, I know I'm, I'm reaching here. I actually can because he's the love of my life. So <laughs> I, I can absolutely remember what it was. So I had really made a transition through the dating process. And that was one of the biggest gifts of going out with so many different people was I had made this transformation from do you like me and the pretzel thing mm -hmm. to do I like you? So I got really bold and I would just like lay it out in the phone call. And I can't tell you how many men were like, you're kind of overwhelming or you're too much for me. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, if you cannot handle me over a phone call or a cup of coffee, like, next because honestly thank you for your candor like i'd much rather like let's be done move on i got another date to go on because frankly my dance card is full and so i i my his my husband's name is michael so he left me two messages on the last personal ad i ever wrote he was my first and second call and the first call was beautiful and he was very friendly and I liked his voice. He had a really nice voice and, and I just got a sense of I liked him. And then he was the second call and he goes, I don't know if you got my first message because I realized I didn't press pound. So I don't know if it's saved. So either I look like an idiot and I'm just repeating myself or you have no idea what I'm talking about. And I started laughing because I was just like, you know, I love the confidence to just like call back and be real about what just happened. Yeah. And then say, and if I didn't leave a message and you don't know what I'm talking about, I'd still like to meet you for a cup of coffee. <laughs> and so he and I, there was a lot going on. I was dating a lot of people. And so it took about, I, I said, yeah, sure. So I called him and we talked, but he had to leave and I was going to call him back, but I got busy because I was dating a lot of people. So I call him like literally two or three weeks later. And oh I, go, my goodness. I go, I don't even know if you remember me, but you called my personal ad twice and we had a little quick chat, but I'd love to meet you for coffee if you're like still interested. And he was like, I didn't think I was ever going to hear from you again. And I'm like, surprise. Um, Yay! <laughs> so lucky day, buddy. <laughs> so we go out on our first date and you know it was the chemistry was there so there was the there was the physical chemistry but even more important than that i had already started really paying attention to the things that were important to me like the values that were going to be really important in how people are and and just are being in the world right yes. and so he was interested in me like he asked questions about me too it wasn't just me asking him questions and listening to him 
And we went from coffee to a bookstore and we proceeded to walk through this bookstore and just talk about all the books that we had loved and read. And we had read many similar books. And so we were just like chatting about things and we were getting a sense of shared interest. And then we even had like some really serious conversations. Like I said, look, I'm, I'm, this is kind of who I am. And if, if I'm overwhelming to you, like, you know, I'm, but I'm, I'm a therapist and I was a therapist at the time. And I said, you know, everybody comes into a relationship with baggage and that's the whatever, but I'm not interested in carrying your baggage down the road. So if you've got baggage, which we all do, you need to be able to push, pull, trolley, dolly, drag, carry. I don't care how you hump your baggage down the road, but you need to be able to carry it yourself. And what I offer you is that I promise to do the same also, which Aww. doesn't mean I'm not there to be a like walk with you and be like, that's really heavy baggage. And I got it. I, you know, I'll, I can, I'll talk you through carrying it, but I'm not going to take it on for you. And I'm that's not going to ask you to take mine on either. And, and his response to that was not your scary. His response to that was that I like. That's beautiful. Oh my goodness. So he really shared. Oh, so one, you liked him. He liked you. And then you accepted both. You accepted each other for where you were and were willing to be and what you were willing to do. So you also set boundaries and parameters. Mm -hmm. Like you have to do your own work. Yeah, absolutely. So you met this amazing guy, but one of the things you mentioned in your story is that you had a lot of dates. So I know that's something else that gets really overwhelming with professional women is that they're like, how do I juggle all of this, right? So I, I meet John, but then Tim and then Rashid, it's just like, I can't, I, can't, I can't juggle. It's just too many people, right? So how do you, or how did you juggle that the the dating you know the verb of dating someone and then choosing you know like that process right there has been a mystery to many women so can you help to demystify that for us lissa sure i have a i have an answer um actually in a clubhouse room that i believe you were in one of the things that somebody said was take notes mm. and so i would like you can tell like i could tell very quickly within 15 minutes i had a sense of whether or not this was somebody I was really interested in getting to know more. Not that mm -hmm. I was, I loved them because I didn't love any of them until right. like, I didn't love Michael even until I got to know him a bit better, but I felt mm -hmm. attraction for him. There was definitely chemistry, but if I didn't have chemistry, then I didn't bother to do this. Okay. And I'd be like, thanks, have a great life. Love to have met you. That was great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Great luck with your future kind of thing moving along. Um, because I had also set up the agreement in the beginning. If we don't both have chemistry, then it's nothing, right? Like, mm -hmm. like move along. And then the ones that I did, I mean, honestly, I would say there was maybe out of that 181 people, maybe 10 men out of all of them that I was like, I would like to go on maybe a second date and maybe a third date. So it wasn't like I had to have reams, like I didn't need an Excel spreadsheet or something for this <laughs> process. You know, it's like, it's like, oh my God, how do I keep on like all organized? Yeah, like flipping through. Um, so, I mean, but so there was really only about 10 men over two years that I wanted to go more got more interested in like maybe having a second date and for yeah. those 
I captured things that I liked about them mm. and I paid a lot of attention. So I remember like one of the things I really paid attention to on first dates, especially because we'd often meet at a restaurant, if not at on the first date on a second date for sure would be at a restaurant and I would observe how they treated the wait staff mm. I've been a waitress for many years and before I went to uh, graduate school because I was an art student we all wait tables and so I had I would just pay attention to how that person treated people who didn't seem important to them mm. and I and I I started to make some assessments like, you know, if, if somebody's mad at me and they don't see me as important because they're mad at me, how are they going to treat me? Because I'm going to see a microcosm of that in how they treat people they don't know who are unimportant to them. And so I would watch, you know, I would watch how they treated people that didn't seem to apparently matter. I also really paid attention to how they treated me when they thought I did matter. And, and just like, like, like I just started to look for these things. And, and the way that I kind of sum it up is when words are out of alignment with actions, always listen to actions. So I'm like always was paying attention to what are the actions and the words and where's the alignment? Because as soon as there was a misalignment between words and actions, I was like, I need to be curious about this. And then I forced myself to be brave enough to have a conversation about it. Like, hey, but okay, so how do you broach that? Hey, guy, you said you were going to call and you did it. Like, what, what do you? What do you... Uh, well, that one's easy. A okay. guy who says he's going to call and doesn't is telling you very clearly something with his actions. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what he's saying because a man will walk naked through a snowstorm if he wants to see you. Right? I mean, come on. Like, I mean, really. Naked they... through a snowstorm! <laughs> Don't you think like, you know, when your husband was getting to know you, he was going to like, I mean, he would girl, he was on you. time yeah. every time. Making this is a deal calls. Yeah, we're all at our best in the dating process. So yeah. if in the dating process, they're showing up not so good. There's like notice that like pay attention. They're not saying it in words. They're telling you in their actions where they are. And mm -hmm. I have two I have two stories. So one of them is with a date at Dear John. I ended up writing a Dear John letter, but he was so oh my god, just physically like the most beautiful man I'd seen ever in my life, I think. Yes, exactly. And I'm and even in my own head I was like I think I'm out of my class here, but you know, but like he says, he's interested. So like, let's go on a date. And so he and I had uh, started dating a little bit and then he blew me off for a date and I'm sitting there at home going WTF. Like I could be in a movie with my girlfriends right now. Like right. I'm sitting here and I had a lot more makeup on than I do right now. And I was ready that to go out. <laughs> yeah, I had, there was effort. That was you had a bra on, girl. That, that's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I've gone all out. And so I, I, was, so I called them and I'm like, what happened? And then there was the excuse about being sick. And I said, okay, all right, people get sick. I wish you would have called me just to let me know on your way home that you were sick and you weren't going to be coming by because I could have had other plans. So he said, oh, it'll never happen again. So fast forward a month, sitting on my couch, waiting for a date, no call. And at that point, I was like, all right, this is interesting. I'm going to pay attention. And so we had a second conversation. And I said, look, if you don't want to date me, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Like, I'm okay with it. But if you do want to date, 
then this isn't how I'm going to allow myself to be treated. So let me just be crystal with you. This happens one more time. You will not hear from me ever again. And he was like, I really do want to date you. I, you know, I went to his work. I wrote a letter because I knew I would be like, as I was saying it. Right. So I just, I'll stand here while you read my letter. You know, maybe that was kind of a silly way to do it, but I was also, you know, 27, 28. I tell my clients to write notes all the time because we get emotional and we forget (laughs) what we meant to say. And then after we're like, dang it, I missed that bullet point <laughs> i know and i didn't want to be blaming like look if you don't like yeah. me that's okay or if mm-hmm. you like me as a friend i'm happy being a friend with you because i really mm-hmm. enjoy you also but i don't enjoy this treatment right mm-hmm. like this behavior isn't working for me so of course there was the third time you know fast forward another month there was a third time i never spoke to him again i just like it i did have to have my girlfriends kind of help me throttle back because i went into because i was a therapist i'm like diagnosing him all the things that are wrong with him when he's a narcissist (laughs) yeah that's right can i write you your diagnosis and leave it under your window shield on your car and i had to like work through that and like shake it off but but that was like one way where the actions and words were just so completely out of alignment and it just told me he wasn't that into me right so Mm -hmm. that's okay move along right don't get attached there don't drop anchor in that situation And then with Michael, one of the things that was really interesting was how he treated me and how he treated other people. There was a real clear alignment and he, his, his words and actions were just so together, but we had our little first thing. So I go to the, it's the end of the year and I'm late on getting my registration for my license plate. And so I'm going to the mall, to the DMV and I'm sitting there and I text him and I, or call him and I say, Hey, I'm sitting, bless you. I'm sitting at the DMV and I'm like, I'm number 492. So I'm going to be here for a little while. If you want to come over and hang out with me, you know, I'm just sitting here in the mall waiting to, you know, get my license tags renewed. And he's like, sure. So he comes over to the mall and we're sitting there and we're having this great conversation. And finally my number gets pulled. And so we both go up to the thing together. And the lady says to me, if you did not drive your car here today, I don't have to charge you a, a, like a fee for driving on an unregistered license plate, right? Or a unrenewed license plate. But if you drove your car here, I'm going to have to charge you whatever the fee oh is for, God. right? And without asking me or anything, he says, I drove her here, oh. right? So theoretically, I mean, this isn't in the scale of lying. This isn't like the biggest lie in the whole entire world. Right. And I just kind of looked at him, looked at her, and I just was like, uh, how much do I owe you? And like, we just went on. But yeah. as we left, I said to him, you know, this is interesting. I just have had this experience with you and I really need, hey, we need to have a conversation about these values. And so I just, so, so I, the, the alignments in our values, like where were they? And so we just had the conversation and, and I learned so much about who he was as a person by the fact that he was fine when I said, you know, I really didn't like you answering for me. I mean, I like you, but I don't really know you very well. I invited you here to get to know you better. And, and then the other thing is what does honesty mean to you? Because I had driven myself to the mall to get this license 
and we had the most robust, fascinating conversation about where our values were. And, and, and I would say to this day, you know, his idea of honesty is if nobody's getting hurt and it's something like a $25 fee at the DMV, then maybe it doesn't matter. On the other hand, his honesty around something important, he's like integrity man. Right. Yeah. Like so. But we had that conversation and we also got to determine how we were going to navigate a difference when it came up, which was really respectfully, which really told me so much about him. Right. This is, this is just beautiful. OK. And I know, Lisa, that this is a short interview and you have so many clients and so many things to do. So if anybody listening is like, wow, Lisa is the bomb. Look at how she navigated this whole world and she helps you navigate your whole life as an executive, as a coach, and as a person. So if you want to connect with Lissa, how can they find you, Lissa? Well, the easiest place to find me is either on Clubhouse, Lissa DeHart, I'm the only one there, or on LinkedIn. I'm really the only Lissa DeHart in the world. I've got that name. So that's me on LinkedIn. That's me on um Clubhouse. I am on Facebook or Instagram, but I don't spend as much time in those spaces. So it's okay. It's okay. And something that I will share is that recently I came across an app called S'more, like s'mores, like with the, the chocolate and the marshmallow, the s'more It's called s'more dating. And what they do is you start out with questions, then you kind of go to like voice and then you go to video and the video is blurry and then you get to see people. So I feel like they're kind of taking it yeah. back in the day to yeah. get to know someone before seeing them. So yes. that's a that's a cool app I'll put out there for you guys to check out just based on what Lissa has shared with us here today. Lissa, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing your journey and showing that don't give up right don't give up when it comes to dating because you just never know your mr right might be number 181. the success and love summit is happening very soon and what's missing you usually you'd have to get on a plane to attend in person but guess what it's virtual you know there's a whole pandemic outside but come and learn the real love roadmap from coach Cass herself yep me so we have a good time we've had nothing but great reviews so Put aside four hours on a Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. to join us. Book your seat. Grab your seat now because they are limited. Go to successinlovesummit.com. Bye.